Welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about. That will scare you. Well, Nathan, we are here with a live studio audience. This is so much fun. This is a blast. This is a blast. We got real people in the studio with us. It's amazing. Special guests. And I know I say this all the time, but we've got special guests. And th- today, I really, really mean it. Well, like, you this better is, or else we're in big trouble. Yes, we are. We are in big trouble. We have two beautiful women here. My wife, Susan, and Nathan's wife, Christina. Thank you for being here, ladies. Welcome. Thank you for having us on. It's Mother's Day 2022, and we thought, what better thing to do than to bring on two amazing mothers and talk to us about what it means to be a biblical mother walking in godly truth and Yes, wisdom. but I think we do have to say something about the fact that these ladies did not like the name of our podcast. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. No. Can we explain where, like, yeah, how that so, all happened? So we were going up uh, to have dinner and watch, uh, uh, it was, what was it again? It was, oh, we were going what? up to the Marlin and Christy Stutzman's place. They have a theater up, up in Mishawaka, yeah, yeah. and we were watching uh, When Calls the Heart. Yeah, so as we're going that was a real there, manly. that was a real manly the theater experience. Ladies are in the back, experience. Scene, and they are just talking. Yeah, tell me about it. So <laughs> the ladies are in the back, and they're just having a conversation, and, and uh, Mike and I were talking about this. You know, we wanted to do this podcast, and, and so what are we going to call it? And we had all kinds of different names, but, uh, you know, we were going to call it Just Sex and Politics. And, um, and uh, immediately the women came out of their conversation. They, they weren't, I don't even know how they were listening. They yeah, were talking. They, exactly. It's and, like they can hear a zillion things going on at the same time. And they only really wanted to chime in when they heard something they disapproved of. <laughs> and so they, they immediately go veto. And, and, and so then I, Micah has this idea. It's like, well, if we want to make anything better, we just put Jesus in the front. Well, he should it's always a, be in the front. He should, right? always, he be should always be in first right. place. And so we said, what about Jesus, sex, and politics? And then they said, absolute no. veto. <laughs> it's grown on me. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it's one of those things like, you know, do you listen to your wives all the time? This was one case where we said, veto your veto. That's true. Well, in, in our defense, the, whole, the Holy Spirit told us that this is what we had to do. So... Uh, <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? Don't look at me that way. That's scaring me. So, well, no, it is good to have you here, ladies. And uh, and so we yeah we just want to ask you some uh, some questions. I think probably a lot of moms have thought these questions or wondered this to themselves. And and we just hope that it it what your guys how the Lord's kind of led you and what you've learned along the ways maybe could inspire other moms here and and we at the end of the day we just moms we are so grateful for everything you do I mean if it wasn't for you I mean this world would literally be falling apart yeah, like that's absolutely I great. mean it and so you are you're amen, amen. give it up and our culture is so at war with the idea of of women you know it's it seems like they are trying to say what a woman is, what a woman's not. I, I'm not a and, biologist. I don't know what oh, a woman yeah, like, is. No, I, apparently you have to be in order to speak authoritatively on it. Um, but but we want to honor what God has done. And, and a lot, so many, so many ladies are just walking through where they are, certain seasons of parenting. Um, some want to be parents someday. Some are parents right now. Some 
some are struggling in that. Some are having some, some times where they're feeling some, some success at that season. So we just wanted to ask you guys some questions and get your point of view, and uh, especially about seasons, because you're in two different seasons right now of mothering. And I want to just ask you, what causes you to grow in the current phase of parenting that you find yourself in? So I have, we have littles. Brody is five and Savannah will turn three on Friday. And actually three years ago, I went into labor on Mother's Day. So definitely a special day. That's a fitting day. Yes, absolutely. You know, so for me, I feel like what's been most growing is I'm just in this place in my own walk that for myself, I want a deeper relationship that doesn't just scratch the surface. But I think that's only increased since becoming a mother because I know I'm going to be shaping these formative years about what they know about the Lord. And I am so thankful to have a godly mother that um, was a huge influence on my life and, and grandmother. And then also Micah's mom, I know, was that for him. And I want to be that resource for my own children. And so they know, I know I can get biblical counsel or I can ask a question and turn to my mom and, and get that. So that's definitely inspiring. You know, and I, I shared this um, in the first service, and I'll try to be really brief, but it has been so encouraging to me to connect with other ladies in the church over the last several months that have just kind of said the same thing, that I'm really wanting to dig deeper, and but I'm not sure how to study my Bible, or I'm a little bit intimidated by that, and I have so been in that same place. But my encouragement to you, a couple quick things, just start and just keep working at it, even if it's just diving into one verse, and surround yourself with other women that can impact you. You know, we talked a lot about this at the women's event, that whoever you the company you keep, the community that you have is going to be whom you become like. So just think about who you're surrounding yourself with so that they can continue to um, hopefully Spur you on. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And then also for the (laughs) ladies that are maybe in a different season in their uh, mothering, I hope that you maybe already think of a lady that you are pouring into just speaking words of encouragement and life over. And if not, maybe that's one of the takeaways from today, that there's a lady that you could just encourage. Because I can tell you, especially if moms of littles, you're really tired. And just sometimes (laughs) hearing, you're doing a great job, you have no idea. You know, I've saved messages like that and go back and reflect on them on on hard days. So I would say just to wrap it up, you know, being a mom has only increased my desire to, um, you know, strengthen my faith and and walk with the Lord. Yeah. Chrissy, what would you say? Well, I would say, so I've been a mom now for 21 years. um, And I've gone through all kinds of stages, some easier, some more difficult. Um, You know how you have times where your, your kid does something remarkable and you're like, yeah, that's my kid. Uh, and then you have other times where you're like, I really suck as a mom. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, you pray your kid actually lives to see another day because they... <laughs> they're working against they get, you sometimes. They're working against you. Um, so there have been, I, I would say that the, the toddler years and the, you know, the sweet years before teenage years hit... Um, those are, you think they're challenging at the time, and then you, teen years hit, and you're like, wow. <laughs> Those um, were the good old days. I, I okay, I wait, wait, gonna... wait, 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 wait. Because literally Savannah just pooped on the floor the other day. You're telling me it gets harder than that? 
I yes. want you to imagine yes, that metaphorically, Micah. Just a, that's it does get harder. It's concerning. It's, you know, that's difficult, yes, um, for those few moments, but <laughs> I, but it's very difficult whenever they're, she, they're teenagers. Susan was gone. She I, had a hair appointment. I had appointment. a hair appointment. At, I go at 7 a.m. so I can get it done and get home so that I can be there to help everybody kind of get ready for their day. And I get this text like, SOS, she's blown up. <laughs> so she has blown up on the floor, on her clothes, on my hand. <laughs> Oh, I've been there. I've it been was there. terrible. That is, that is bad. But I will say, there's something about teenage years that really um, drives you to your knees <laughs> as a parent. So um, I would say that there has been nothing that has grown me closer to the Lord in my walk with the Lord more or greater than being a mom of teenagers. And um, it's because I've just realized I cannot do this in and of my own ability. I have to have the Lord's help. Um, so my prayer life has exponentially increased. Um, but now, of course, my son is 21 years old. He's an adult. And my daughter's 18. And I don't know, is that an adult? <laughs> I guess. Well, um, I think people say to Nathan and I, we're technically adults. But uh, I don't know what this means when they say that. I hate it when they use it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's changed. The challenges have changed. But um, my walk with the Lord, um, I think when you're a parent... You have to, you know, you realize just how inadequate you are in your own abilities, and you need the Lord. So it does grow you. Yeah. What would you say are some of the surprising, both challenges and the joys of the season that you find yourself in? I would say surprising challenge. There's a lot that I expected to be find joy in and, and expected would be hard but a surprising challenge and I feel like this is a real moment of vulnerability but honestly admitting when I'm wrong and having to go to my children and ask for forgiveness that you know mommy is did not demonstrate the best version of myself and will you forgive me you know just humbling myself to do that sometimes is uh, surprisingly difficult mm. but I think mm-hmm. you know affirming to them that you know what it's okay to make a mistake as long as we we are, you know, we rectify it and that um, validating also their feelings and respecting them enough to do that. So I would say that has been a surprising uh, difficulty at times and then a surprising joy. So stay with me on this, but I would say, you know, getting up in the middle of the night, you know, the stillness of the night, it's such a precious season. And even though you're massively sleep deprived, and with Brody, you know, um, I was able to breastfeed for about three months, and uh, but then I had to switch to uh, pumping, and I exclusively pumped for a year. So, um, sorry if this is too too much information for those in the room, but yeah, just I, so you know, she 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 put her hand on me when she said that because she said, "Now, Mike, I'm going to talk about pumping, and I don't want any inappropriate jokes to come to your mind." <laughs> So far, so good. But I shared this because I struggled a little bit. So I had um, reached out to a lactation consultant, and she said, "You know, Susan, you you don't want to go five hour, longer than five hour stretches because it could affect your supply." So he's Brody started sleeping through the night, you know, pretty early on, which was so great, and I was so thankful for that. But because I wanted to be able to continue to to provide for him, I would get up every five hours, even when he was sleeping, and so that was was hard, and I. 
I'm somebody that believes fed is best. I know not everybody is able to breastfeed, but after going through years of just feeling like my body wasn't cooperating and um, you know, we struggle with infertility. And so I was just thankful that I was able to produce that. So I know that sounds like a very odd response, but I would say I, even though I found joy in something I wasn't expecting, which was getting up every five hours for an entire year. Wow. wow. That's good. It's, it's not the answer that I would have expected. <laughs> um, and just so you know, I made no inappropriate jokes. Yes. I want everyone to know that. Yeah. No inappropriate. When staff Thank meeting you. comes Thank on you. Tuesday, yes. we will be sure Thank to bring you. that up in our, our wins. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, Chrissy, what would you say? Some surprising joys, some surprising struggles? Well, I'll start with the struggles, with the challenges. Um, I, I would say this season has far less challenges, um, although probably the biggest thing for me is I'm, I'm, my husband kind of calls me a tiger mom sometimes. <laughs> Yes, let me explain, explain this. Explain that. Okay. Go ahead. So, anybody watch like Animal Channel? Get into watching the. It's called National Animal Planet. Whatever. Not Animal Channel. <laughs> animal animals. Jeez. Anyway, uh, I, so my favorite animal is the tiger, and anytime I can watch something on a tiger, I'll, I'll stop. But there's, there's uh, largely the. The male will just kind of protect the region from any other predator that will come in that could could kill his 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 wife or or, or his cubs, right? But the tiger wait wait, wait. do they call them wives in the yes, tiger, it's a tiger wife? Okay, <laughs> right. So anyway, the ti the the uh, the mama has to do all the hunting. She does all the feeding. She does all the care. She teaches them to hunt. Like everything they're gonna learn. Uh, and they, you know, she could have one cub or she could have three cubs, you know, and that's, it's a lot of work and she'll take care of them for a long time. They'll be three years old or so, and then they'll be 350 pound Bengal tigers bigger than she is. And she's still feeding them, but she does this thing. That's really interesting. She leaves. She, she just, for five days, she just finally leaves. And all the hunting that she has taught them to do, they now are in a situation where they have to practice it. And that's really where these tigers will begin to make their first kill. And so I have to, at this stage of the game, look at my wife because she wants to nurture, 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 <laughs> take care of them, do this, bring them home, this. And I go, no, tiger mom. Bro. Just get tough. Wait, wait, wait. If she did that, Jonathan and Kari would be fine. You would be the one I'd be worried about, man. <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say tiger wife. I said tiger mom, tiger mom. No, I, 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 uh, I enjoy beating you in this weight loss challenge, hey, but I whoa, don't want to do it through starvation. Wow. 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 Was that a fat joke? First of all, slightly. First of all, your body is a temple and you are not treating it well. Uh, You're just I, not eating. I, You're I just not eating. So. That is unhealthy. If you don't know, we didn't explain it to this, the second service. We, Nathan and I, if you listen to the podcast, we are on this uh, first to 170. Whoever can get to 170 pounds wins and is the best guy in the world. So uh, that's sort of the, the goal. He's like right about 172, but then he like, he, he'll stop eating for a while. And stop then it. It's that's the five true. days my wife goes away. <laughs> that's right. Which he's tiger wife. When tiger wife goes away. Uh, but then, you know, she comes back and then he eats like a burger and balloons back no, up to like one, 180. <laughs> so anyway, all that to say, that's the context there. So, you know, I need you to, uh, you know, don't encourage him. You just, what you need to do is start telling him he looks amazing. Looks like, hey, you can eat a few more 
pieces of candy, dude. And you I would like so you to bring good. all your leftover desserts to this campus, put them on his desk. <laughs> no. Okay? No. No, but wait, you know, the tiger mom thing, get back to the tiger. It's just, there's a point where, you know, I'm kind of, I, I encourage you. I know that was that old season where you did everything for him, but now this is a new season. Just let them suffer a little bit. They'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, so that's been, it's easier to do, I think, as the dad than the mom. But, um, but I am learning. Um, I would say as far as the joy, the greatest joy, I think sometimes our greatest joys come out of or come after, follow our greatest defeats or what we feel like are defeats um, or failures. Uh, or difficult times. And so um, I think, you know, just like we, when we realize just how grievous and how devastating our sin is, then we can truly um, grasp how amazing God's grace is, right? So just like that, um, unless we go through those seasons of difficulty, you know, with our kids, where we can kind of get the heart of God, right? Because he goes through those seasons with us. Um, unless we go through those, we don't truly experience the joy of the victory that follows. And um, I just think right now, just just kind of going through um, experiencing victories is so much joy. Um, just watching your kids as they as they have successes in their life and as they're following Jesus, because really that's ultimately the the priority of my heart, and I know Susan's heart, is we want our kids to love Jesus first and foremost. Yeah, that's good. Well, I want to ask you a question about, um, you know, just as as Mike and I are preaching messages, and you know, we get to dive into the characters, and and there are certain people that we really identify with. I know, you know, like. Samuel has been awesome. You know, the series has been awesome to look at Samuel, and you can kind of see great things in Saul at first, and it's not always going to continue that way. As we get into David, you know, our hearts will grasp onto him. But who do you find in the scriptures inspire you ladies, especially in the role of, of, of mothering? Do you, do you go into the word of God and go, man, this woman did this, and I want that? What, who, who inspires you, Susan? Oh, golly, there's so many. Um, I think initially, and it's probably no surprise, especially since we've been really open, just when we were struggling to have a family that I connect well with Hannah's story as well as Elizabeth. Um, although I choose to refuse to connect to being the oldest mom on earth ever <laughs> with Elizabeth. Um, although there were several years when we were trying and we weren't sure that I started to not love my birthday. And so I did not want to celebrate. But that is no longer the case. So if everybody would like to mark their calendar, it is May 25th. <laughs> she, my wife, my, just so everybody knows, my wife does birthday months. Woo-hoo. So if in all of May, it's her birthday month. You are you are giving people a very expensive idea. Yeah, it is expensive. No, no, I do not expect any gifts just to celebrate along with me. And it was never about, you know, the worry of getting older. It just felt like my window of opportunity was, you know, sometimes getting smaller. Mm. But when I think about Elizabeth and just how, you know, it was so 
their pregnancy was so of the Lord, and nobody questioned that. And I really feel like that was so much of our story because uh, we had received such, you know, terrible odds. Basically, they said, if you want to keep trying just so that you can say that you did and kind of have some closure over the situation. But I look at that and, and also... Which I'm fine with trying. I mean, I think that's... <laughs> we were doing really it well. It was, <laughs> we're doing so good. To a, to a guy, that news is a little less, like, deflating. <laughs> like, okay, I can keep trying. That's fine. Jesus said, and politics here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that, you know, just thinking about how, what a blessing Brody and Savannah are and that they were meant for such a purpose and that, you know, it was just such a reminder because it was, you know, basically the Lord. Um, not basically the Lord. It was the Lord, but basically the fact that, you know, he can do the impossible and that he has a true calling on their life. And it is my job as a mom to be pushing them to that calling and um, encouraging them to continue to, to always pursue the Lord. And then as far as Hannah goes, sometimes when I look at her story and, and Samuel and just the vow and the promise that she made, I think about, you know, I'm so thankful to finally have become a mother and I it is my life's greatest joy but I cannot hold them so tight that I'm going to keep them from what the Lord has for them and so I, I look to those stories as inspiration and then you for those ladies that were at our women's retreat um, we had different houses and, and there were a lot of bold women that we um, talked about you know JL Micah was <laughs> Yeah, you're not allowed to identify with JL who drove a stake through that dude's head. So I don't want to have to sleep with one eye open at night. <laughs> Although so. I'm, I'm amazed that she did what needed to be done. But Here's a warm glass of milk. <laughs> um, preparing, though, for that event, one of the ladies that we featured was Deborah. And, you know, in prepping, I just love so much of her story and um, the fact that she was willing to be really bold and stand up. And she was known as a, a military heroine. And, and I don't even know if maybe that was her temperament, but she also did what needed to be done. And I love that inspiration. But also, it's unknown whether or not Deborah had biological children. She was known as the mother to many. And so when I was preparing for last weekend, I came across this and I thought it was really great and wanted to share it this morning. It said, you arise as a mother every time you act like Jesus and bring freedom to those who are trapped. Have you disqualified yourself from being a mother? Deborah's story reminds you that motherhood is not restricted to those you carry in your womb. It extends boundlessly outward to those you embrace with your heart. The world needs you to arise as a mother. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it, that, that really goes to the vision of our church fathering sons and daughters into the kingdom of God, mothering those, those children into the kingdom of God. Uh, my mom actually said something uh, very similar to that, Susan, when, when her last little chickadee left, you know, left the nest. Um, she was really struggling in her heart, like, Lord, I found so much identity in being a mom, and now I don't feel like my kids need me as much right now, and they're not right under my, my feet the way they were. What am I going to do? And she took it to the Lord in prayer, and, and the Lord spoke to her and said, Kathy, what makes you think that, um, that, that I love your children more than I love other people's children? And, and my mom kind of responded, and she goes, well, Lord, I do. I love them more, you know, and, and he said, he said, why don't you fill your life with other people's kids? You'll never lack for, 
you know, spiritual sons and spiritual daughters if you'll pour into them. And, and uh, I, I think that's really one of the great beauties. You don't have to be alone because you have something great to give if you're willing to continue to wear that hat in somebody else's life. That's beautiful. Chrissy, what about you? Who would you say from the scriptures inspire you? You know, first I want to just um, piggyback on what you just said and just say how grateful I am for the other moms in in my son and daughter's life as they were being raised. We had so many wonderful women that came around and basically helped me raise the kids. I mean, they poured into them, and I'm eternally grateful for them. And so, um, so just keep pouring into other people's kids, um, and and their parents will appreciate you, I'm sure. Um, but I I want to say also I I do resonate with Hannah, um, like Susan. I I think her heart to to be willing to give him back to God because she knew that that's where he came from. Um, I've I've often said, you know as hard as it would be to be separated that that much distance between Jonathan and I or Karis and I, um, I would rather them be in Africa for the rest of their life doing in the middle of God's will than being under my roof, not in, not in his will. And um, it's just, there's a peace in your heart knowing that they are in God's will because you can entrust them to him. He's, he's trustworthy with your kids. They're his kids, right? So, um, so I do resonate with Hannah, and I, I also, you know, I think about Abigail, and I think about how she was, you know, she spoke um, God-given identity over David, right? Um, that wasn't her son, but she, she spoke God-given identity and was an encourager and was full of wisdom. And I feel like as a parent, we've got to be breathing God-given identity over our kids, and speaking that over our kids, not. You know, not the, the world is speaking so many other things over them, right? And trying to to give them identity. Um, and I think you know, it's it's easy when you're, you're your kids aren't maybe aren't doing everything that you love, and and you're criticizing them. It's easy to kind of speak death over them. I mean, that's not what our intentions are, right? But when we're not speaking life over them, that's exactly what's happening. And so um, I do resonate, resonate with Abigail in that way. And then I also um, thought about Jochebed, Moses's mom, and how she was so, it, it must have been so incredibly difficult, um, the, the decision she had to make to send, to make that basket and send her baby down a river with crocodiles in it. Um, but she also entrusted him to the Lord. She knew that he was safe. Um, and she knew that he was not some ordinary kid. God had a call in his life, and uh, he was going to protect him. Yeah. yeah. Well, Good. you could just think about what that had to be like for her. You know, you, you say, I can give my kid over to the Lord. Like, she's literally going to make a basket. You talk, you talk about the love and care that had to go into every stage of that process and how many tears probably fell inside that thing to really realize I'm, I'm going to put this child into crocodile infested waters and, and, and believe that it's in your hands, God. And that's so much of what parenting is. You get to that point where you realize I cannot, I cannot protect them from everything. I can right. do my best 
but there comes a point where I have to release them into the hands of God. And the thing that helps my heart is that I cannot possibly love our children more than God loves them. That's right. And I have to just know that when I can't parent with my eye on them and my counsel to them, that the Holy Spirit is doing his job and he's watching out over them. You know, you, you think about these, these ladies of renown in Scripture. Like, we have this concept of the mighty men of valor, but then we've got this concept of, of these women of God, these, 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 these women who are just gems. It takes us to Proverbs uh, 31 uh, for our last question to you. Uh, Michael, why don't you go ahead and... Yeah so, in that. yeah, so Proverbs 31, let's just dive into that just for a second here. Starting in verse 10, it says this, An excellent wife who can find... For her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in, day, in, in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She ra- rises also while it's still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She grinds herself, or girds herself with strength. <laughs> grinds herself. <laughs> Notice how I... <laughs> hey, no inappropriate jokes, guys. What the heck? <laughs> that was totally unscripted, okay? Just so everyone knows, because they're going to be like, Micah, you did that on purpose. No, I did it. I'm reading. I'm going to read from up there, okay? Because it's a little bit bigger. She girds herself <laughs> with strength. Can you just stop being a middle school boy for one second? <laughs> Sorry, uh, that was low-hanging fruit right there. <laughs> Jesus, sex, and politics, ladies Oof. and gentlemen. All right. She let, where are we at? Verse 17. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the staff, and her hands get, grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat like the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised." Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. I mean, that's a, an incredible picture of just an epically like awesome woman. And as I'm sitting here listening to you two ladies, I mean, the wisdom of God just comes out of you, pours out of you and exudes out of you. And I, I, I personally think you guys do a great job of, of modeling a Proverbs 31 woman. But it's probably very easy to look at this and say, man, she's perfect. How do I live up to that? And, and what is it like trying to live up to the Proverbs 31 expectation? 
uh, when we all know that even the Proverbs 31 woman was not perfect and she herself had failures. But, but what do you, how, do you, how do you process that? And what would you tell you know, women in the audience today saying, I could never be like that. There's no way I could ever um, you know, grow to that. You don't know what I've done in the past. You don't know, you don't know I'm, not wor- I'm not worth anything. What would, you say, what would you say to someone thinking that? Well, I would say that none of us can really... Uh, stand up under the weight of that if we if that's our goal like a checklist like we have to be this at all times um i mean the two women in my life that i feel like live this out the closest of, of anyone that i know of that's my mom and nathan's mom and who is my mother in love and i i look at them as the close the closest examples of a Proverbs 31 woman that I know of personally, but even they are imperfect. And even they don't perfectly live that out every single minute of every single day. But Nathan brought up an interesting point, um, a viewpoint. He said that it's, it's really not meant to be, this is her every day, every minute of every day, this is what she's doing it's more over the span of her life and um, accumulative, you know. And so I think that the verse that we need to really keep our eye on is verse 30, which, you know, you said it, Micah, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears or honors the Lord should be praised. And so if we keep our eyes on the Lord and if our, if our motivation of our heart is just to live for the Lord and honor the Lord and be in his word, all of those things that are listed that are good things, all of those will be byproducts of our life lived with the Lord. So I think that instead of looking at this as a checklist and this is what I have to do or else I'm not a good mom or I'm not a good wife, don't do that. Just get your eyes on, on you know, the Lord and, and him being your focus um, and all those other things will just naturally follow. Um, not perfectly, right? Because we're not going to live it out perfectly. But. but you do a really good job. Well, thank you. Absolutely. See how that's done? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. I, I will work on practicing that more. <laughs> I would say, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman is an example of living out godly womanhood, but it's truly Jesus that is our ultimate example of living a faith-filled life and just continuing, you know, to keep our eyes on him. And I feel like whenever I really start to struggle, I have taken my eyes off of the Lord and I'll start to maybe, you know, even do the comparison thing where I'm looking at other moms and, you know, golly, they seem like they really have it all together. And, you know, I'm trying to wear all these hats and, you know, I'm struggling. So that's when I just have to bring my focus back in alignment and and focus my eyes on him. And I had the exact same verse, which was verse 30, and, you know, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is is, um, worthy to be praised. I love that verse, and it's been kind of a life verse of mine, and and, um, I think what for her, you know, she focused her energy on the duty to honor the Lord. And that wasn't, she wasn't trying to be perfect, but she recognized that I want my life to be lived out that way. And so, 
you know, I think just recognizing you aren't going to be perfect, but that, you know, and you're going to struggle, but just to continue to try to keep your eyes on him and nothing else. Yeah, that's good. Well, and she, you know, this Proverbs 31 woman, look at how much that those things are directed towards the care of other people. In our world today, you know, with every, you know, touched up, photoshopped woman's magazine, it's all on self. I mean, they literally have magazines called self. You know, it's, it's all directed at, at, at me and the beauty treatments I need and all these, these different things. But her, the beauty that came out of her heart was just I, my, my care for family and even people that aren't necessarily of my blood. I make family out of them. You know, that's what lives on longer when beauty of the face begins to fade. You know, and so it's 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 a it, it's a it's a tall order, but I love that that instruction, um, Susan, to bring it back to keep your eyes on Jesus, so you don't start playing the comparison game. That's that's really really powerful. As we uh, wrap up here, we want to give uh, the ladies in at Life Church an opportunity to you know further their faith, dive in deeper, and, and we're not just going to say, hey, go figure this out on your own. We're going to try to create community to where you can, you can lift each other up and encourage each other, just like you know, Susan and Christina were saying. You're not called to do this alone, and there are people that are going to mother you in the same way that you are going to be called to mother others. But we've got some great life groups that will be starting here. And, and we just wanted to mention these. If you have any, if you have any uh, uh, interest in these, we have the if tables. Um, and, and that's just kind of where women get to get to around the table and they talk about life. They talk about what's going on in, in life and, and the struggles and the challenges and the ups and the downs. And um, we also have one if you want to go deeper into God's word and understand uh, biblical truth. We have one called Bible Babes. So I feel like, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, you, you need to be in that one. So, uh, uh, no, and then we also, we also had... Uh, Are you saying that? Your, I... your babe. Oh, oh okay. no, no. Do you need to learn about the Bible? Well, I mean, no, I, you know the Bible well, but you, you, we could all learn more about the Bible. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 you could be in that one. But the babe aspect is what I was honing oh, in on there. Well, yeah. thanks, babe. You're, you're hot. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. This is going to be fast. <laughs> Hey, we're married. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, All right, Uh, homeschool homies. Okay, so homeschool homies. If you if you want if you're a mom and and you want to you know try to get a group of homeschooler like minded moms uh, that will encourage you and help you walk that path of homeschooling, we have homeschool homies. And then we have uh, the holy strollers. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a fun group. That does does sound like a fun one. And, and none other than Rachel Christie came up Woo-hoo. with that name. So she's a Rachel. Is, yeah, give it up for Rachel. There she's in the back. If you, she did our... Uh, she, uh, she, yeah, she was our service host today. And, you know, she's always wearing the brightest colors. And I can that is a name that she herself would have come can, up with. Can we just... Uh, one second. Rachel had just a very big scare with her little girl yesterday. And, and uh, God, God came through mm-hmm. amazingly. In, yeah. in prayer, and we're so grateful for that. Can we give the Lord praise Amen. for just doing what He does? Praise God. And then, last but not least, we also have a group called God Guns and Gals. Yeah, and uh, that is that's not for men because men are like, oh yeah, I like all those things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go hang out there. No, that's for ladies who like uh, who want to go deeper into who God is, but also learn how to shoot stuff. So, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Preferably not your husband's. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and then, so if, you, if you're interested in any of those, that's, those would be a life group. Uh, so life group signups are coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, and is it next week, Tori? Life group signups? 22nd. 22nd. Okay, 22nd. So we'll be signing up for those groups. Um, and at the today, we want to bless uh, one mother, uh, lucky mother, in, in this room here. So I'm going to invite Hannah up. And we have a, a manicure certificate. So this is a free manicure, which I think is like, is that like working on your eyelashes? What is that? Is that a... You tell that, me. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I feel you like know? sometime in the span of our marriage, you have gotten a pedicure. No, that's not true. I think... I'm pretty sure. Honey. Everybody is getting muted right now. Muting everyone. <laughs> All right. We, so. we actually do have a winner, though. Okay, oh. we have a winner. Who yep, is it, Christina? It's Desiree Scott. Woo-hoo. Desiree! There she is back there. Desiree, come on up oh, here. Yay. Uh, hey, we'll, actually, we'll get it. We'll get it to you. We'll get it to you here. Just see me afterwards. And, yeah. Uh, but... But yes, yeah, so I don't know. Are you going to try to use it? <laughs> Excuse me. This is uh, you guys are taking my man card in front of 250 people right I'm now. I'm just teasing. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I finally have the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, hey, we hope that this uh, was a blessing to you and uh, that you really got a lot out of this. And thank you for joining us in this context here, church. We we're so happy to have you in the as a live audience for Jesus. Let's make sure that we uh, we pray over our moms. Yes, let's do that. uh, Maybe maybe you're sitting next to your mom or your wife. Grab her hand. Uh, and, and maybe somebody sitting alone, put a hand on their shoulder. We want to just bless the women of our church. Um, we're grateful that you, you desire to walk with the Lord. We're grateful that you desire to be who God's called you to be. And we don't care what the world has to say about what, what they think women are. We know what women are. And, uh, we're glad that you are walking in, in that role before the Lord. We just pray a mighty blessing over you. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for these these ladies who desire to be used of you. Lord, they're making a difference in this world. The children that they raise, the the ones that they encourage, Lord, the spiritual sons and daughters that they invest into are going to make a difference in this world. Lord, I pray a mighty, just a mighty impactful blessing. Meet with them, Lord, as they as they meet with you. I pray that they would hear your voice. I pray that they would know the wisdom that comes from your heart to their heart in order to give it away and to care for the people around them. Lord, I lift up uh, any of the ladies that might be dealing with infertility. They want to be a mom. And uh, Lord, you cause life to come about. And in this world that doesn't seem to honor life, Lord, we honor you and we pray that you would give babies to the ones who are desirous of that. Lord, for those who have lost moms and their hearts are grieving, I pray that you would come and encourage them and comfort them today. Lord, for the mom who is just struggling with watching her kid walk away from you, Lord, you're the, you're the prodigal's father, which you call them back to you. Give peace to each heart. Lord, for the mom that feels overwhelmed in life, Lord, show her that she can depend on you. And show her that you have grace for her in every season. Lord, encourage each one. Lord, and as, as, uh, as men and as husbands, as sons, Lord, we pray that we would also 
show honor to whom honor is due. Lord, let a spirit of honor be the culture of not just our church, but each individual home. We give you all the glory and praise. May your deep, deep blessing rest upon every household. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. All right, well, yes, this has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. So I'm Micah. I'm Nathan. And we always talk about all the things in culture that will... That will, that will scare you. Don't is. take my line. <laughs> well, hey, we hope you guys are blessed. Until next time, have a great week. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.